Through me, you pass into the city of woe. Through me, you pass into eternal pain. Before me, things create were none, save things eternal and eternal. I shall endure. Blood War has raged between devils and demons for near all of existence. Both sides attempting to dominate the other under the banner of either law or chaos. Yet to fuel this conflict, which has gone on for eternity, they require one thing. The souls of mortals. Souls each have value, and some souls are more valuable than others. Some souls, in fact, are so potent the devils feel they must seek them out. One such song, for unknown reasons, was a woman by the name of Lavender Freewiller, who hailed from the crime-ridden city of Baldur's Gate on the Sword Coast. She was kidnapped in the night by shadowy figures working for a necromancer by the name of Cainwin the Cruel, and her wife sought to find her. In her searches, she came across the wizard Oswell the Blue, who was also searching for Cainwin the Cruel as the man responsible for the murder of his father. After time searching together, they came across an associate of the necromancer who informed them that Cainwin had taken Lavender to Bell, former Archduke of the Devils, who resides on the first layer of Hell, the aforementioned Avernus. They stole a dagger used to open up a portal to the plane and looked to find someone with the knowledge to assist them. The two set out for the great academic institution of Candlekeep, nearby to Baldur's Gate, to speak with their chief diabolicist, who goes by the name of Silvera Savicas. We join these two heroes as they enter her tower. Salutations and welcome to this, the first in a mini-series where we descend into Avernus. I am Conrad Leeton Gray, uh, the Dungeon Master for this endeavour. We're playing with Naomi. Hello. We're playing with Annie. Hello. And we're playing with Henry. Hi there. So, Candlekeep is an impressive structure. Its size dwarfing any other library or academic institution any of you have ever seen. Its style, whilst fairly uniform and functional, still manages to capture the imagination and gives you a sense of importance uh, to the storied building. Your footsteps echo as you pace along the hallway approaching the tower, and you see a large set of wooden doors which swing open on one side as you approach. But before we go in, Naomi and Henry, can you introduce your characters? Um, I'm playing Mara Freewillow, who is a halfling grave cleric. Uh, they... They own a florist shop as a cover for selling drugs and setting bones. <laughs> and that is kind of their whole deal. 
Uh, except for the fact that they love their wife. That is the other very, very important Yeah, thing. and worked uh, as a sort of sawbones for local gangs in Baldur's Gate. Sometimes, as a criminal, you're like, I can't go to local hospital. Yeah. So you go to a florist, and then they're like, hey, <laughs> have some drugs while I cut your bones off. But you also, uh, uh, Mara worships Uragano. Yeah, so Mara has this whole thing of... of you die when Mara says you can die, and not before. So if you come in with all your orifices bleeding, you will not die because it's not your time. And uh, is yeah, it their time to... sometimes, though? But sometimes it is their time, and then it's like, oh, your orifices are bleeding, but I'm just gonna have to let them bleed out. I hope that's cool. Because, because... <laughs> that's chill with you, but <laughs> have some drugs. <laughs> and with that, Henry, I'm playing Oswald the Blue. A wizard who studies a school of abjuration to protect common folk from people who misuse magic, like the necromancer who killed his father. After working as a navigator for uh, for a ship for a couple of years, he's found himself at Baldur's Gate. Sorry, to Baldur's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cooler version of Baldur's Gate. It's Baldur's Gate, opposite. but with like shades. Yeah. <laughs> he's found himself at Baldur's Gate, having caught wind of Cainwin the Cruel. You right. caught that boy's wind. <laughs> he's here. <laughs> I can sniff him out. Walking through into the next room, the walls of this circular tower are punctuated by arched windows. Bookcases filled with eldritch volumes stand between the windows, whilst tables are crowded with specimen jars, alchemical equipment, and other clutter. Engraved Engraved into the floor of the chamber is a large nine-pointed star. A middle-aged tiefling dressed in wizardly robes stands on one side of the windows, caught in a fugue of intense contemplation. Perched on the corner of a table nearby is a spindly little demon with warty green skin, buggy eyes, and thin black horns with a whip-like tail. She looks up from a hefty tome as you enter and says, And you are here on time. You wish to speak with me? No? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I got a knife. That will take me to hell, but I, 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 there's no switches, and I can't... I need I need you to open I, it. Yes, uh, let me have a look, please. Uh, can I can I have a, a look? <laughs> this doesn't happen when we're not on the same side of the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Conrad's just like waving his hand at me, like, when are you going to give me the knife? And I'm like, this is audio. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I hand over the knife. There we go, thank you. Oh yes, uh, we and uh, she's she sort of uh, waves her hand over to her cast identifiers. You sort of uh, hear some mutterings in Infernal. Her movements are very precise, and so as she's sort of like examining the dagger, she's sort of spinning around in her hand, looking at the runes on it, and it sort of starts to glow in places. And then she's like, "I can work with this. Uh, you are uh, wanting to go to Vernus using this, then?" Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, my girlfriend, she's uh, she's law. She's terrible with directions. Uh, uh, you know how it is. And and in the letter you wrote uh, to me, you, you, uh, Mr. Oswell, was it? Yes. Uh, it said uh, that uh, you were after uh, Bell, correct? Uh, the the archdemon. Yes. I've found. I've located uh, where Bell uh, supposedly is. There is a volcano known as Bell's Forge. Uh, which is somewhere in the west of isn't, Venice. Isn't that like a? Isn't that a shop down on Third Street, Bell's Forge? They make they make the hot cakes with like the pancakes that. Like... No, that's that's Bald's Forge. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't. In the gate. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, fair. I'm using my very limited knowledge of where we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just milking it dry. <laughs> uh, she says, well, uh, I have an associate uh, who will be able to accompany you. Uh, is is he on the window ledge? Because he's looking at me and I... Oh, no, this this is my, my familiar. And you can see now that the sort of... It, uh, you would know as well, it's a closet. Uh, uh, you, you would, you probably wouldn't know what it is. It's just this tiny little demon that's like scuttling across the table. You can see it like knocks some jars off, kind of like a cat. Come, I must introduce you to Tambis. Uh, if you are to uh, go to Bell's Forge, there's no guarantee that uh, this dagger will open in the location that you wish to go. So how accurate will it be? I do not know. It's hard to tell with these things. This is a uh, imprecise uh, device. I mean... Knives are generally relatively precise. You just, just like stab, and then that's what. This stuff, this does not work like a Norman knife. Oswald just shrugs and 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 walks up to Severa to follow her. <laughs> <laughs> so you you walk down the hall for a few minutes uh, at a fast pace to keep up with Silvera's sort of speed walk. Um, eventually, you come to a larger set of doors that uh, than the tower. And behind it, you hear a sort of whirring and the sounds of a heavy hammer hit a, hitting metal. The door is pushed aside by, and Silvera motions for you both to enter. As you do, you see the rear of a tall figure with a long black ponytail and grey skin, working on a large machine suspended in the air by chains. Surrounding her are all kinds of machine parts, gadgets and tools. The smell of brimstone, steel and oil permeate the area. As Silvera walks in, uh, you both uh, see the figure turns to greet you. And uh, Annie, can you please introduce your character? Tambis is a Goliath artificer who is a battlesmith. Although Goliaths wouldn't generally end up becoming artificers, she actually ended up being taught by a gnome who practically raised her from when she was very young. And she's made her way here to continue working and continue developing her skills. Yeah, and, and so you sort of see this, this Goliath woman turn Silvera, your, your colleague at, the, uh, at Candlekeep, sort of comes in and says, Hello, Tambis. I would like to introduce you to Oswell and Mara. Oh, hello. Very nice to meet you both. Oswell's covering his mouth and, and face with a bit of his blue cloak, uh, with tears just starting to form in his eyes. He's going, <coughs> hi. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the smog in the area and the, the stench of He's oil. He's definitely is... not used to it. He's used to open, fresh air, fresh breeze. He's just going, oh no, what's this? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the workshops do take a while to get used to. These two wish to go to Avernus to go to Bell's Forge. Now I know you have been working on the engine uh, for a while. Is it operational? Yes, it should be ready to go any minute. I thought it would be an opportunity to uh, hit uh, two birds over the head. Give the uh, Hellfire engine a test run. At so, the, <coughs> sorry, Hellfire engine? Do you see this thing hanging in the air here? Yes. It is called a tormentor. It is uh, what uh, many use to go around uh, the wastes of Evan. So this is a motorbike, right? No, no, no. no. This, this, this is like a four, big four-wheeled monster truck. Oh! Uh, you can see that it has these, these big arcing blades uh, down at the front. Uh, that are sort of slowly moving and then there's sort of spikes all over it and there's a big metal casing and you can see that there's metal grating to look out from inside. Oswald wipes his slightly damp eyes with his, his a particularly grubby part of his cloak and then goes up to uh, like touch the, the kind of metal spikes. They're sharp and as, as you sort of clang the metal uh, you, you realise it's quite sturdy. This is a heavy thing, these chains holding it aloft are 
Oh, big. I'd be careful with that. I'm quite pleased with it, but it is suspended from the ceiling. Maybe be careful. It's quite heavy. Oswald takes a step back. So devils and demons ride these around? Uh, not just devils and demons, though they do as well. Um, pretty much anyone. Vernus has extreme heat. There are all kinds of problems going on foot. But with one of these engines, you can uh, go across distance without as much issue. Turning to Tambis, Oswald says, are they powered by magic or powered by something else? It's a mix, really. No, it's souls. Oh, there we go. Okay. (laughs) You're like, oh, it's magic. Definitely magic. (laughs) Well, I mean, the power comes from souls, so... What? This is, actually. And you can see that Silvera pulls from her pocket a sort of small glowing coin with a skull on it. This is a soul coin. Uh, this uh, makes the machine run. Uh, weird question. How many people do you have to feed into that thing? Well, I have three. Between uh, the gaps of her fingers and one hand, she sort of has three soul coins resting there. Were they nice people? Uh, probably not to end up in hell. Hey, sometimes there's a mistake. I don't think there are such thing as mistakes. And Mara, she wouldn't be there as a soul coin anyway. That that is that is. I hope not. I'm I'm sorry. Who? Oh, uh, my my wife, Lavender. She's uh. I gotta go fetch. She's she's bad with directions, and somebody's taken her. She's been kidnapped. Oh, I see. This is why you're traveling. Right? Yeah. She's if, my wife. If you could accompany them. Uh, Do you have any other lines? <laughs> 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 it's my wife. It's my <laughs> I love my wife. Uh, yes, if you could accompany them on this uh, mission, uh, I would be very grateful. I've got, I cannot do it myself, and you have the Hellfire engine. I would very much like to try it out. Wonderful. I can use this dagger you gave me. It will open the portal, but there's no way of determining where it is, and places in Avernus move. So, Tanvis, you want to go into Avernus just to test out this machine? Well, not to just to test out this machine, but it... That, that fits too. No, I don't, I don't want to leave you two stuck with no way of getting around when you go to get to the other end of this. You are the most dedicated taxi driver I've ever met. <laughs> Besides, uh, Tempest, I was going to ask if you could take this for me. And she sort of hands you uh, what seems to be a small uh, sort of rod with two orbs either end. This will just uh, get uh, a reading on some of the atmospheric conditions. If you could... Hold on to this and bring it back. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. Um, however, I must say the, the uh, coins I have, I have three of them, but you have 72 hours worth of fuel uh, to explore the wastes. Well, I hope we get dropped off by the forge then. At, at least you can move across the landscape quite quickly, uh, as opposed to if you are on foot. How fast? Comparable to horseback? Faster than horseback. It is uh, as is. In, in fact, this, this, what? this one has uh, 600 horsepower. <laughs> there are 600 horses inside this machine. No, horsepower. they're all running. Do you measure boats by horsepower? Uh, no, you measure them by knottage. We're not- Do you know the horsepower to knottage uh, conversion? Uh, no, I'm not a sailor. Uh, well, but, I am, um, so Also, also, also uh, a, a, a horsepower does not equal a horse. We do not know that. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's an equivalence thing. Basically, this thing will go much faster than one horse would. That, that's preferable. <laughs> uh, so should I open uh, the portal? Yeah, let's go. We don't have a lot of time. Hold on. 
will we need any kind of magical protection? You are going to hell. I mean, uh, literally. Should, should I leave my sweater here? It will probably burn. Okay. Um, this is my favorite sweater. You're going to be in uh, the east of Avernus, and you will have to head west over the river Styx. Also, I suppose take this. Uh, who wants to take some money? Soul coins? Yes, you can use them uh, as currency. Are any of you uh, religious? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to take some dead guys in my pocket. Uh, yes, uh, that is a bad idea. Uh, either of you? Tanvis? Fine, yeah. Uh, you get eight soul coins, so uh, pocket those. And so Silvera walks with speed and purpose to the other side of the workshop, at the front where the machine sits in the air. She takes off her heels and she sits uh, on her knees and pulls out a water skin and pours blood from it onto her hands. Starting to draw sigils in a small circle in front of where the vehicle is. Once the circle is complete with the infernal runes, she takes uh, ritu- the ritualistic dagger that you had given to her, and she lifts it into the air, clutching it in both hands, arching her back before plummeting it into the ground with surprising force. She I chants. She was going to put it in the closet for a minute there. I was just like, oh no! <laughs> she chants. Hoc planum est enim sanguius in novem ostium. Uh, does anybody speak Infernal? Latin yep. super scary. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, you, you hear her say, Blood of this plane for entrance to the Nine. On the strange language chanting, I was going to kind of nudge Mara. I've got a bad feeling about this. I, I don't feel great about it either. I don't know if you can tell, this is not really my thing. <laughs> it's all rather new to me as well. I like, I like my dead people dead and in the ground. In my life, people just walking around buying pastries. <laughs> We're going to a whole realm of dead people walking around buying pastries, apparently. <laughs> Do they eat pastries in hell? What's all shrugs? Soul pastries? <laughs> the ground opens up and bleeds like an open wound, filling the inside of the drawn circle with blood. As the blood pools, the circle sets alight with flame, which towers up and begins to ignite the air itself above. Reality peels away like burning parchment, and a rip between the planes of existence appears, widening just enough to allow for the infernal engine to pass through. Uh, so can everybody make a religion check for me quickly? 22. 13. 17. Tanbis knows, and Mara knows. This ritual uh, gives the metaphysical blood of our world as sacrifice for entrance into the Nine Hells. It's dark magic. Um, and each time it's done, it drains a tiny amount of the material plane's energy. <laughs> We're bringing about the end of the world! Very slowly. For my wife! And cumulatively. <laughs> but it, it's not good magic, and, and therefore it's it's odd to see uh, a candle keep wizard cast it. Yeah, no, I was I was not going to come to her for yeah, like, life like advice. part of modern um, like fantasy society going, mind if I just bleed the material plane a little? <laughs> <laughs> I wish you the best of luck. You will be needing it, she says, um, as she places three glowing coins in a slot on the dashboard. They clink into the machine and tumble into the engine below. For a second, three distant screams can be heard before the engine bursts into life with green flames. The Hellfire engine revs up as Tanbis shifts it into gear. The chains are released and the vehicle lands on the ground with a deep thud as the suspension bounces the body of the machine from its huge wheels for but a moment. 
Then the wheels start to turn at great speed, leaving a short trail of green flame behind you as you accelerate through the portal at ever-increasing speeds, landing on the ashen sands of Avernus. Oswald is terrified, holding onto anything he can grab onto, probably like parts of the engine, Tambus's like shoulder or arm, just like clutching onto a wrist, <laughs> shaking. Tambus doesn't even pay attention to this and is just really excited that it's oh, working, okay. finally. Yeah, like, right. Like, I imagine like with goggles on, like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> like, you're like, doing the woohoo! Yeah, exactly. As you land on the other side, you do like a wheelie or, or like a, like, no, no, like a donut. Nice. <laughs> Fishtail out. <laughs> and up above you, you see a dark red sky with dark clouds shifting uh, overhead in odd ways. The only natural light is the glow of many pools of lava which are dotted around the place. The area around you reeks of sulfur, burning, and brimstone. You hear screams and cackles off in the distance. The undeniable sounds of explosions and warfare even further off. To the left of you, you see a sort of large pit of what seems to be like green sludge. The small iron cage dangling from a mechanism being dumped in it every now and again. Looking out further, the vista before you is all but befitting of the descriptions you've heard from preachers and clerics. You are most definitely on the first layer of the Nine Hells. So, uh, anyone else feeling like this might be a trap? I think there's nothing here but traps. Uh. What are the atmospheric conditions like? You, you hold up the rod, it's... Yeah, thank you. Use the rod. The, the, the rod seems to be sort of like slowly glowing. It seems to be something for reading yes, atmospheric exactly. conditions rather than... Telling you. Telling what the atmospheric <laughs> conditions are. You, you hold up, a small weather girl gets out and she's like, Today? <laughs> Tomorrow? Death! <laughs> Friday? Sunny spells. <laughs> Um, but uh, no, you, you sort of uh, you can either go and head out uh, to check out the pit, or you can head westward, um, uh, as uh, you were told to do. Uh, westward. Westward. North, eastward. East. I got the directions. Uh, it's going to be a recurring. Thing. Don't worry, just just fit to, to say eastward now, and then we'll continue yeah, with it. Eastward. Right. Well, no, I mean leave leave the bit in. Everybody just got to realise quite how bad my directions no, are. No, no. But he did hiking. Yeah, I did, he did hiking. hiking. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is why I get lost all the time. Um, uh, but heading eastward. So the, so the green sludge, is it like a small pond that's nearby? It's or is a it like an ocean? big pit. It looks like an, a lake. So, Tambis, you can drive this infernal contraption. Yes, yes. I'm quite enjoying it, to be honest. I've been working on it for a while. So. <sighs> Oswald just furrows his brow and rubs his forehead. So, I think that we should save my wife. Yeah, I can't want to kill this Now, yeah. I do realise that's what you came here for, but I can't help but wonder what that cage is. Uh, look, if, if it were me, I'd put a dude in there and then I would just melt him by dipping and then pulling and then dipping and then pulling. Yes, but we can't actually tell if that's what's happening. Look, uh, you have the wheel. It's your horse, so... <laughs> you have the wheel. I wish you narrated that because that was so funny. <laughs> you have that, and then shooting Oswald a look. Horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, how can we see the um? What, what's this guy? It's not ball. 
I said Bell. Bell. <laughs> I was like, it's not bull. So it's actually Ed Balls. It's, <laughs> it's just a testicle with little legs. No, that would be damage. Gently swinging. Just, just like an evil testicle monster. It would be demonic. For, for those looking to buy de- uh, Descent into Avernus, there is a giant evil testicle monster in this book. Uh, it's, not necess- it's not specifically a, te- a testicle. But, but it can be a testicle if you want exactly. it. Exactly. It looks like one. Part of the fun of D&D oh. is reimagining the monsters, locations, and characters in your own settings. As genitals. <laughs> <laughs> we all went to the same joke at the same time. Oh. I love that. It's your car. I At that, I set off to it. Okay. Actually, well, you're currently up uh, basically by the bridge here. Okay. Uh, and you can see that, that this is where the sort of person's being dipped in from. As you approach, you see a figure inside the cage being sort of slowly dipped. You also see that there's a sort of uh, crevice uh, where, uh, uh, you know, like basically off in the far distance where water seems to be running in uh, uh, into the ooze and sort of sizzling with it as it sort of hits. And uh, so... Do as you order. Add the acid to the water. Hey. A deep rift slashes across the surface of Avernus for as far as the eye can see. The canyon is over a mile deep and filled with a lake of green slime that undulates as though it were breathing. From a nearby cliff, a tributary of the river Styx cascades down into the slime. Dangling from a bent iron crane that leans out over the chasm is an iron cage containing a hairless, green-skinned humanoid wearing shackles on its ankles. The crane lowers the cage by a chain into the slime, immersing the creature in in a goo for a minute before hoisting it back out. This dunking continues again and again. The trapped creature seems helpless to stop it. Okay, yeah. It's sort of uh, got smooth skin, an elongated head, glassy yellow eyes that sort of like blink constantly as it's sort of like wiping this ooze off of it. Um, and it, it's sort of got uh, three fingers uh, holding onto the bars. As you sort of look at it, it's sort of dumped in once again and then pulled back out. <coughs> Can I, as a medical professional, tell what it's doing to his body? Uh, make a medicine check for me. 14. This seems to be some form of torture. It's not killing it. Torture? It- in my health? It's more likely than you think. It's incredibly likely. It's almost guaranteed. <laughs> Is it a lizard man? Who's been no. dissolved? No, it's not a lizard man. Well, I mean, do you want to do another medicine check to try and discern what this creature is? Yes. Natural 20. This is not a, a humanoid from the material plane. This is a fiend. Uh, though this isn't a devil. It's not a demon either. This is a Yugoloth. Is this an Ultraloth? Yes, it is. Good guess. <laughs> the elongated head and the fingers. Does, does Oswell just, just look at this and then be like, yeah, that's, that's an Ultraloth? Excuse definitely me, not. I no, got that natural not. 20. Definitely I will take that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Looks like a Yugoloth. <laughs> it's also even looking at this. Yeah, what oh, definitely. Not, not kind of. I'm I think now it's like definitely still in the car, but what freaking him out of the car. <laughs> what is a Yugoloth? Some witches <laughs> created some weird half, like not quite devil, not quite demon, new creature creatures. They're called the Yugoloths. The Ultraloths control, like, order around other Yugoloths. Okay, cool. They're, they're, so, whereas you've got the lawful evil devils, the chaotic evil demons, demons the ones in between. Are the Yugoloths the ones cool. that are just pure evil? They're neutral evil. Neutral <laughs> Ah, well, I've got some good news. We can <laughs> leave him. <laughs> we can leave him there. He's fine. Oh wait, help! No, um, what are you? I, 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 I,
Um, <laughs> and then he rises back. I have been trapped here, and I need your. As he as he and goes it. in, as he goes in, I don't know how long gets Dunkston Doll. For as he's going in, obviously he goes woo down the like mile of canyon. I'm sure we have a second to uh, oh, yeah, have a brief interlude. Yeah, and go, it's probably less less long than yeah, that. I like the idea that he's just going repeatedly down. But it's like a mile of just slap into the ooze and then yeah. up again. So um, as, as he goes <laughs> away, um, something worse than a devil and demon getting tortured out here. I think we just leave it. Uh, well, they they are they are pure evil. Yes, yeah, so I can teach you. And <laughs> it sort of like swings back up. <laughs> so I'm playing into the- I was like in a musical number where there's a brief speaking interlude yeah. and then he comes back in straight with his <laughs> just a solo yeah, yeah that's it I watched I- Descent into a Venice musical <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what we're writing yeah. <laughs> uh, you know that this place is ever evil but I can teach you how to turn this ooze into into uh, uh, homunculi for you to control if you le- release me. There's enough evil here anyway. Uh, I, I, mean, I, I don't think that we've paid for parking and I think we should go. Please, I really need your help. That's just, I just, once he disappears, I'm just going to just reverse. We're just, just, just like, 3.10. Yeah, just gonna, yeah. yeah. There's, yeah, a, there's I, enough evil in, the, in this place. We shouldn't add any more. <laughs> Also, I, I get the feeling that he's a backseat driver. I don't know about you, but I don't <laughs> <laughs> Before, while he was being dunked, I am just holding this rod out the window while we're doing it. Right. Just Picking to make, yeah, just in case there's anything... And you can see it sort of ooze. goes the same green as the ooze slightly uh, uh, before fading back. Do you need me to hold that for you, Tambus? Uh, so you can drive with both hands? Oh, I should be all right. Please? <laughs> at at um, ten and two? <laughs> No, I just bring a mage hand out to hold it instead. <laughs> Carry on driving, and now there's a mage hand following Os- with it. Oslo just nods and then like leans, <laughs> leans over to the side of it. Okay, and so, so sort of you rev up the engine again. That's the same sort of like whirling of, of the uh, wheels as, as the engines sort of like like blare and blurt, and uh, a trail of green flame is left behind you as you make your way out into the wastes, and you can see that. It's sort of, uh, suddenly there starts to be a sort of singeing uh, kind of like uh, ash and flames that sort of seem to get in the air and then you see small embers and then those embers become what seems to be some kind of storm. You start to see some sort of shape in the storm, a big shape, floating shapes actually, hanging from chains which are tied to the ground. Floating upwards. Yeah, as in they're being held uh, to the ground uh, and like balloons they look almost like the shape of hearts you know sort of like like uh, what a heart actually looks like with sort of odd holes on them and as you get further and further closer and closer you can see it's to the north of you there are these giant hives uh, with uh, bees more likely than you think (laughs) bees in my hell (laughs) a gigantic sack of wet papery material floats high above the surface of hell. Angelic figures with feathery wings stick to its surface like amber, their bodies struggling futilely underneath layers of gunk. Iron chains held at the bottom of the structure tether it to the hellish landscape. And you can see that these angels are sort of writhing and trying to escape as you can see sort of like small lava burrowing through their bodies and eating them. Their wings keep this thing aloft, this massive nest. And as you're driving past it, you see small dots 
that then become larger and larger and larger start to come out in a small swarm of what seem to be giant, hellish, red, glowing wasps start to sort of descend upon you. Uh, Tambus? Tambus? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Power Word Roll. If you want to leave us a review, iTunes is the best place. You can find all our social media at linkle.com slash powerwordroll. That's l-i-n-k-k-l-e.com slash powerwordroll. Now, from Conrad, Henry, Annie and myself, thank you, and we'll see you next time. I thought I just haven't played D&D, you know what? I'm finding this so hard to follow. So we're driving, and I'm like, storm, here. And then it's like, no more storm, heart, bees, initiative. (laughs) (laughs) All the middle bit of, like, getting there is just gone. You never do. It's like, I roll initiative, go, all seven. No, the chase sequence is over. You get away from the walls. (laughs) So you're at Bell's Ford. (laughs) Bell's killed you. You're dead. Okay, now. (laughs) The end. New character. Here we go. New character. Whoa, Everon. (laughs) You're a gnome now. You have children. You have a wife. You have a family. (laughs) You have a vineyard. (laughs) Uh, And a hatchback and no more dreams. That's too real.